This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. You may have noticed my brand new logo. It was designed and created by Melanie at Cuttlefish Graphics. I was looking to rebrand my podcast, and Cuttlefish Graphics made the process so easy. The finished look of the logo and the professional files I received were amazing. On top of logos, Cuttlefish Graphics offers professional branding and websites. I could not be happier with the job that they did. To start your next project, email Melanie at CuttlefishGraphics.com. Mention you heard this ad on the Nerdball Podcast and receive a $50 discount on a new logo design. That's CuttlefishGraphics.com. C-U-T-T-L-E, FishGraphics.com. Let's start the show. I'm Ryan Weekman. I'm a meteorologist with WTOL 11 and more recently started this little crazy Perrysburg Playground project. And this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Well, Ryan, thanks for coming on the podcast. I uh, this is fun. You're uh, you're one of my most famous guests so far. Really? Yeah. I, so uh, so you're you're working up the ladder. We're still <laughs> on the first rung. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> no, I've had I've had uh, the Perrysburg mayor on. I've had the superintendent. Uh, all my all Perrysburg right now. You know, I'm, I'm broadening out. I've reached out to to some other people. I haven't heard back. Like Jordan Stract. I haven't heard back. You don't want him. him. <laughs> no. If you're trying to go up the rung, not oh, back no. down the rung, okay. then yeah. <laughs> Uh, f- well, the fir- first thing I want to, because this is where I, I realized you were even in Perrysburg, I didn't know, uh, with the Wood County Plays. Uh, tell me tell me about that and about what, what you got going on. There. Yeah, um, at its simplest form, we're trying to build an inclusive playground in the city of Perrysburg. Um, most people don't realize it, but a traditional playground is not the most inviting space to all children. Yeah. Uh, you think about it, um, I'll just give you my, my personal background. Uh, we went to Woodland Park with my then two-year-old son, mm-hmm. uh, Grant. He's now four years old, and uh, he uses a walker to get around. Okay. Um, and so we immediately let him out of the car. We walked there. The sidewalk's concrete. It's great. It's perfect. You get there, it's mulch. Mm. He immediately lost his independence. Yeah. Now, there's a ramp on that playground. There is, yes. So I picked him up. I put him onto the ramp. And then he goes up two flights of, of ramp stairs, whatever you want to say, uh-huh. and there's nothing for him to do. And then there's a, a thing of stairs. Uh, and it's like, okay, this, doesn't, this does not work. Okay, maybe it's just this playground. We went to a couple more playgrounds like, no, nope, this isn't an isolated thing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we, we went online, me and my wife, uh, Kaylee, and we said, there's got to be a playground, like a special needs playground. What is, what is, and we found the term inclusive playground. Okay. We never really heard of it. Uh, Finley had just gotten done building one. We went down there. Uh, Grant had a ball on it. He could go on every piece of equipment, loved it. And we said, uh, we got to do this in Perrysburg. Yeah. And so in the course of a week, we went from not knowing what an inclusive playground was to <laughs> designing our own. It's amazing <laughs> how fast that can go. You know, yeah. you, know you, you come across the problem, uh, something, and, and you figure it out like, oh, I know what this is, and by like I said, by the end of the week, like this is we're doing this. It's one of those things too, where it's like me and Kaylee talked about it one night, and we're like, okay, but if we do this, like we have to say, okay, we're doing this because we dive headfirst into it. Uh, like it was going to be a headfirst sort of thing. Yeah. So um, we certainly have. You know what I like about it too is it wasn't for you. It wasn't a problem that someone else needs to fix this. It was let let us fix this let yeah. us find 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 the uh the fix for it and to come up with everything because i know in, in my um in my life when i see a problem or i've noticed i know there's an issue if i come up with the if i don't have the resources but i come up with the plan then it's a lot easier to gather resources because people already want to get behind you because they know you put put in so much effort. Here's everything we need. Now help me get the resources. And a lot of people want to help, but they yeah. don't have the time to do the planning, the designing, yes. the figuring of all that out. If you just say, listen, here's what we, we've got solved. We just need you to come on board monetarily or mm-hmm. give us a little bit of your time. Uh, I think it, it, it does make a big difference as well. So um, obviously it's something that's very close to me and my family. I wanted to give him a place to play, mm-hmm. but... Uh, uh, and we don't we don't look down on other playgrounds or yeah. the way playgrounds have been designed. I'm I'm hoping that this is an inspiration that when the next playgrounds are designed, they uh, maybe it's a little more thought out for children of all abilities. 
Yeah, and I did not even notice. Like, the first thing I saw, because we play there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take our kids there. And the first thing I thought was like, oh, that ramp. That's yeah. cool. But but I never noticed, like, at the top of it isn't. It's, it ends there for, for whoever needs that ramp, Why would right? a kid even want to walk up that? Like, there, there's literally nothing there. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, that doesn't work. Um, and, and most playgrounds are that way. Other yeah. playgrounds, we notice, like, uh, Rivercrest has uh, an adaptive swing there. Okay. That's fantastic. But if you have a child who most likely uses that swing, you have to pick them up, carry them across the playground, and set them inside of there. The mulch, it was never, until you said it, the mulch in my brain was never a problem. Like, I didn't, no. I didn't think about it for, for that reason. Me neither. Know? Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing I thought. And here, mulch is ADA compliant. Is it really? Mulch is, and that's why every community does it. Obviously, it's very cost effective. Yes, yes. And it's technically, according to the way that playgrounds are ruled by the state or, or whatever the agency is, yeah. it, that's ADA compliant. Uh, and I'm okay. here to tell you, as the father of a son who uses a walker to get around, yeah. it ain't ADA compliant. In order- but I get it. Like, what do yes. you? You're not the poured rubber that we're going to use at the playground mm-hmm. at Rotary Community Park. That stuff's expensive. Yeah. If you were to turn around and say, "Well, all playgrounds have to have this." Most communities aren't even going to have a playground then. And there's a lot of playgrounds in Perrysburg. Yeah. And now this will be uh, one of our very first inclusive one. And you mentioned it's going to be at Rotary Park. Was there other sites that you looked at, or was that one that you're like, hey, this is worth it? Yeah, it was one of the very first things that I did. To your point, I I went onto the city of Perrysburg website. We've lived here now. Well, we've lived here now for over two years, but at the time, We'd only been here for a little while, and I said, okay, give me every playground in the park. It's listed on the city's website, so let's list them all. Okay, is it more cost-effective to try to rehab a current playground or to build a new one? Yeah. And the answer was to build a new one was way better, because you're going to have to tear the other one down to the studs, basically. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, let's just do this fresh. Let's do it right and and do it from the ground up. And we looked at a couple different sites, uh, parks that don't have playgrounds currently, and we, we read the pros and the cons of it. Um, and you think about the growth of Perrysburg as well. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, this the, the Rotary Community Park checked off a lot of boxes for us. It had great uh, potential handicap parking there. It's where closer to the center of where Perrysburg is currently growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has fresh land there, the pavilion that, that Rotary new, just built yeah. that's going in there. Um, so we were able to raise funds that uh, something else a lot of people don't really think about. Um, an adult-sized changing table is going to be put into the bathrooms. We were able to raise money for that. If you have a, an adult child that you take care of that needs help getting changed, most families are resort to two things. One, stay within driving distance of home. Yeah. Or number two is you put them a blanket on the ground, you lay them on the ground and you change them there or in the trunk of your car. Mm-hmm. We can do better than that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would imagine once you came up with this idea and you started telling people it, there was a lot of people willing to help out. Oh my goodness. Yes. When you, when you, when people think that playgrounds in their community are not accessible to all children in their community. Mm-hmm. Uh, the response from Perrysburg and the surrounding area has been has been fantastic. Um, I have to tell you a story too. Um, we've talked a lot about the the mobility side of an inclusive playground, yeah. but for children and families who have a family member who's autistic, um, those those children sometimes can uh, do what's called eloping, which is run away. Okay, if they get overstimulated in a playground setting, they literally run away, and a parent either by themselves or if they have another kid with them, they can't keep up with that kid or they can't just leave their other kid and try to run after them. So one of the big features of our playground is we're going to have fencing oh, okay. around the playground. Yeah. And so that keeps it as a secure space. So that sort of issue doesn't arise as well. And that, that's a very real issue. One of the first uh, parents that we called, um, Erica Hogue, we, uh, I knew that she had a son with, living with autism and she just burst into tears the moment that I called her and told her what we were doing, because that very day, one of her sons had taken off from a playground and ran into the street. And if it wasn't for a high schooler on a bike who grabbed him, Mm -hmm. she couldn't get to him because of their other son. And so this is a very real issue that parents in our community are living with. And, And I would have never thought about fencing as a, as a something that keeps parents or families from coming or not coming to a playground. Yeah, and the more you you probably 
uh, dove into this project, the mm-hmm. more you found not only families that are going to benefit from this, but stories like that, or just adding a particular swing or, or a particular ramp or this type of like like the uh, poured rubber that you're talking yep. about. All these little things that add up to this inclusive playground, you find a family that has a story about each one of those little things. Exactly. And we wanted to be really thoughtful with the way we're doing it. We, As parents, we've been super annoyed. I have been. I go to a playground that's well thought out, but it has one of the adaptive swings. Mm-hmm. My son's now four years old. And as you go to the adult side of those swings, a lot of times they put those adaptive swings with the baby seats yeah. swings. And, and even the adult ones. And it's like, no, 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 that's not their peers. <laughs> yeah. Put them with an adult swing. Yeah. And so these were the, some of the sorts of things that we thought out. We wanted, we wanted side-by-side comparison. Uh, we're going to put a zip line into the playground. Wow. One of them is going to be a rope swing, and then right beside it, it's going to be a bucket seat. So, again, side-by-side play where peers of same ability or same age groups get to play side-by-side. It, it's, a, it's amazing, again, how quickly it seemed to happen and how each – part of this park is so well thought out uh is is everything like as far as like the planning and everything is that all complete yep uh earlier this month still february right yep yep earlier this month uh city council gave us the uh the site plan approval so we've still got a little bit of uh red tape to go through to make sure that um you know utilities are out of the way and this sort of thing but it'll Mm -hmm. be fine um so yeah the vast majority of going through city council that sort of stuff is all passed behind us so we're uh, we're crossing some T's and dotting some I's on a couple of agreements, but we are, we are fully funded for this thing. Awesome. We are green lights ready to go. And we're going to probably be breaking ground probably the second week of April. Uh, we're going to have a build week late in June and fingers crossed probably around the 4th of July. This sucker is going to happen. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, have, have you, and, um, and the only reason I ask this question is because I work for Toledo Metro Parks. Mm-hmm. At TBG, we have an inclusive garden. Yep. Um, I don't know. Have you guys thought about adding any of that type of that stuff or even um, doing having it as part of landscaping or that kind of stuff in the so, future maybe? And Secor Metro Park has an inclusive playground, yeah. actually. So uh, that's one of the places that we went to um, because of the great relationship that uh, the Metro Parks and the Ability Center have together. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of poured rubber. There's a lot of inclusive play elements. Um, yeah, we wanted to take it. I mean, so if I were to take you back to the very beginning of this about two years ago, it was May of 2019. We wanted to build a uh, playground and a splash pad. Okay. We found out very quickly the splash pad was a little bit of a hot topic. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, why is that? Uh, because we're building the playground, uh-huh. and then we're handing it off to the city, essentially. Okay. Now, we're going to do everything in our power as an organization to help keep it funded, keep it maintained, and that sort of thing. But, I mean, you hand it over to the city. It's their property at that yeah. point. Um, if we did that with a splash pad, that's kind of not fair because okay. water... Uh, maintenance on that. There's a whole bunch of different issues okay, with that, and so yep. we said, you know what? Let's let's do a playground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we, stick, we had, we'll stick to the playground. We had one in our backyard. We, my wife and I built a splash pad for our kids. Uh, we're actually tear, tearing it out this summer because they're a little too old for it now. But uh, like it, a professional slip and slide. It was. Uh, I don't know. Professional is the word, but <laughs> but we had. I did irrigation at my old job, so I knew how to do all the plumbing. Uh, I dug a big hole in the backyard, sunk a tank in the ground for water. Yep. And had a pool pump that cycled the water, and I had pipes and stuff that shoot the water. That's out awesome. And everything. Now wait, um, was this like a COVID splish splash sort of thing, or no, was this beforehand? No, we've had this for okay. four years, um, and the only thing I've had to do, I've had to replace the pump once. Um, and now we would have to put money into it to, to make it better. But they, like I said, my kids are nine and six. You ever thought about building that and making it portable, like kids' birthday parties? Yeah. You could make some real money on that. Yeah, that would, uh, that, that's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. It was, uh, I've had, when we, we used to have a party for Memorial Day every year, um, and people, you know, their kids like to go in it and it was, and people would ask about it. And if I tell them like, I, I definitely build it differently. Uh, but this is the first time I did it. Yeah. The kids loved it either way, you know, but there was a lot of things like, um, like I had to haul six ton of pea gravel back there as a base, oh. you know, and that, that big hole is about, uh, five feet down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, there's a lot of things I would change, but, um, like have somebody else do that. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that'd be uh, the first thing I'd change. <laughs> you know, it, it went together pretty quickly once, uh, once we had a plan. Um, but it's, uh, it was very fun. 
Um, I know it's 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 going to be sad when we tear it out just because of the memories, you know. Sure. Uh, but we do have plans to do other stuff. But but splash pads. Um, that that's uh, it would have been a great idea. See, this is but, what, but, this but is what dads do, right? Yeah. This is what dads do, <laughs> right? Build a playground, build a, a super soaker, a, a splash pad in your backyard for your kids. That's what that's what you should build, like a a, a super soaker charging station to go. <laughs> That would have been great this past summer because we, we were supposed to go on a trip, but obviously that didn't happen, so we put the money into a giant playground so they, you know, the kids in our backyard could do something, right. you know, as opposed to not see their friends all the time. You know? But that's uh, you know, being adaptive. That's what you got to do. You gotta do. No, uh, and, and for you, for you guys, it, it wasn't just your backyard. It was uh, the community's backyard. Right. right? You know? And, and that's, that's – I just keep going back to saying that, but it's, it's so cool that this is something that's coming to Perrysburg. We're super pumped about it. Um, we didn't know what was going to happen. If I, a year ago, obviously, when the COVID news and everything broke, we were, we were doing pretty good on fundraising. But, I mean, we're raising about three – a little over three-quarters of a million dollars for this thing. Wow. And so um, – we were chugging along pretty good, and then you know, COVID hit, and it was like, boy, what is this going to do for our timeline? Like, what in the world are we going to do? Did you see uh, uh, something happen? Did you see? Did you see a stop or did it, like? Oh slow yeah! Down? Oh yeah, yeah! Yeah! Well, you have to remember too. Everybody on our committee are parents, and so it was just as you probably remember, it was scramble That's, mode. Yeah, like yeah. It, for a month, no pun intended, it was just as parents survival mode. Yeah. Like, okay, we got to do class. We got to do uh, work from home. Uh, you got multiple people on different laptops working different levels. So it was just that for, for a month, it just went stop. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of dusted ourselves, picked ourselves back up and said, all right, well, let's let's test the fundraising waters of this. Let's just see. And so uh, this summer, we tried to do something that was cost minimal for a family to participate in. We did a rubber duck drop. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if you saw this, but for anybody out there not listen, or listening that doesn't know about this, we we essentially, if you've ever been to a walleye game, you sometimes they do that that puck chuck, and yes. you try and put it in the middle onto yeah. the bullseye. And I thought, okay, well let's do that, but let's do it with rubber ducks. <laughs> That'd be fun. Okay, but nobody nobody can really be here because of COVID. Yeah. So let's just get one of those big boom lift trucks, sell as many of these little ducks as we can. We drop it from a hundred feet up in the air. And whoever lands the closest gets some cash. <laughs> and it, it was beyond our wildest dream successful. Yeah. We, we, we sold 2,500 rubber ducks, wow. which is a lot of ducks. <laughs> and the, du- the duck budget just threw the roof on that. It really yeah. did. The cost ratio of ducks to buck was, <laughs> was a real thing. Uh, but, but it was great and we've got the ducks. We'll, we'll keep doing it. So it's something that I think we're going to keep doing. Uh, so every year we're going to turn it into hopefully something bigger. Oh, nice. Whether that means we can give money to future playground expansions in the city of Perrysburg, whether that means, um, for maintenance costs for anything, uh-huh. it should go a long way in helping that out year to year and turn it in. Maybe we'll turn it into like a fun festival for the whole community. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah th- that's, that's my, my favorite thing is, um, here in Paris, Harrison Rally Days, yeah. any of the parades, and just to add another one would be awesome. You know, I like, think it would just be fun have a bunch of food trucks out there, yeah. have it right at the playground site and stuff. Yeah. So um, I don't know what in the world we're going to do in the future, but um, you know, it's it's the Perrysburg Inclusive Playground uh, presented by Mercy Health Perrysburg Hospital. So I mean, I'm not saying I'm just saying that they've they've got maybe a <laughs> helicopter. Hey, you know what? The helicopter. Just saying. The helicopter has showed up at. Uh, I work for the PABSC, the baseball and softball mm-hmm. committee, and they've, a helicopter has showed up there. So I think, I think, I think they can Yeah, but I want to know how many ducks it can hold. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, maybe a giant net, right, of ducks that they're. That they're yeah, I've seen go. it happen on The Simpsons before. Yeah. This could happen. This is a real thing. <laughs> the Simpsons do everything. Why, why can't we do it? They yeah. predict the future. It's yeah. scary. <laughs> uh, do, uh, do you have uh, other kids? Uh, nope, just well, just, one? just one. Grant, he's four now. Yep. Yeah. So he's he's more than enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> how is it? How is it for you? Or how has it been for you? Uh, your job being a meteorologist, and um, I'm assuming when it first happened, nobody was was in studio, right? Yeah, first, we right? all we all immediately went went to home. You know, as as being the scientists of the station, we kind of saw what was happening, mm-hmm. and we started to try to explain to some of the other people. Of course, we've been the news had been following what had been happening around the world. And, you know, we kind of were like, um, you realize what's about to happen yeah. here, right? Like, do you, do you understand? I don't I'm not, I don't, I'm not medicine. I get, yeah. I'm not that, but I understand data a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this thing's coming here. Yeah. Like it's coming here. 
And so we were maybe a little bit better prepared just because it, it seemed like an inevitability for about a month for us. Uh-huh. And so, but yeah, we were all working from home and that was wild. Are you continuing to do that now? Or are you able to go in? We're mostly all back at the station okay, now. Cool. Yeah, we do a little bit of working from home in certain situations, but just like most places, we're kind of slowly rolling back into getting back into the studio a little bit more, obviously with a lot of precautions. Yeah, yeah. Did you find that you guys were, I know you said you're, you, know, you kind of mm-hmm. got a jump start on it. Did you find you were able to adapt pretty quickly? Is it, is it more because yeah. uh, like you, you're able to because you had to? Yeah, and part of our job already prepares us for it because when we do our weather cast, it's not scripted. Mm-hmm. Every time you see us on air, we're ad-libbing. Yeah. So for us to do it from home, it's kind of the same thing. And we all do live shots. When we do live shots, we don't see our graphics. Okay. So it kind of was already built into our, our DNA, so to speak. Like, uh, But the weird part was just not seeing anybody. Yeah. That, that, was, that was hard. Yeah. That, was, that was really hard. Um, the nice part was sometimes during the 11 o'clock show, I could fold a load of laundry in between hits, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it did have some benefits. And um, for people who don't have kids, baby laundry adds up quick, too. Kid laundry? It's not fair. Oh, my gosh. And, and have you... Well, uh, when we have two kids and our first kid, we I did I did most of the laundry most of the time and I did it all together. Yeah. And I'd go to work and sometimes a baby sock would fly out of my sleeve or something. Oh yeah. Did, have, have you separated those yet or are you still all together? No, we're separate. Are you? Yeah, okay. we do we do we've done separate since the beginning. It's been a lifesaver. But <laughs> I've now gotten on where he thinks it's a game to separate the socks. Oh, okay. So that's that's a little that's a little <laughs> bit of a few minute saver when I'm taking and sorting out the laundry. Yeah. I I don't know what it is. I don't know. If, uh, do you do most of the laundry? Yeah. I, I I really enjoy laundry. I don't know why. Yeah. I just I don't know. Do you so for me it's it's super weird. I somehow feel like every time I do laundry it's going to be the most efficient folding job I've ever yes! done in my life. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Always. Yes, and actually um, sometimes my wife will fold my stuff and I have to unfold it and refold it because I don't like the way it's done. You want it to be done the right but way. A particular way. And I got it from my dad. I fold shirts exactly like my dad did. Yeah. And he always did his laundry separate. I get that thing out of the dryer. It's, it's you know, going way over the hamper, but it's all done. It's all clean. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm feeling pretty good here. I bet five minutes. I bet I can do this whole thing in five minutes. You get to like the last shirt and you're like, oh, I hate lawn. Oh, I hate this so much. And then it just sits in the hamper for about two weeks until it's all dirty again. But the, yeah, the one thing I can't do is get rid of clothes because I don't. I'm not good at seeing a shirt and and knowing it's not going to fit my son anymore. My wife's good at that. Oh, so, so uh-huh. I, I I do most laundry, put it away, and every, every once in a while I go like, hey, you got to go through these drawers to get rid of these clothes. No, There's see, I've, I've got okay, I've got a good system for this. I take an old. Um, an old box, and I keep it in his closet. Uh-huh. And when I'm putting stuff away, if I see he's in like five, six T now. Okay. If I see a four, I just chuck it right into that box. Uh, yeah, see, it saves I, a lot of time. See, numbers were a little easier. Now it's sizes for my son. He's uh, older, and and sometimes a youth extra large is isn't the same everywhere. They're different, you know. Yeah. So I and my wife knows that though. So I have to have her go through there. It's and um, and I would if it's a sports shirt like a team that we like. Mm-hmm. Um, she has to come and like, hey, can we get rid of this or what do you want to do with this? You have to I, break the bad news. I save all those too because <laughs> I, you know, I, I, when we had uh, our first kid, my my parents had stuff from when I was little. Sure. So that's what I want to do for for them. So I have this. That's cool. So I have more. Like I make fun of her for saving baby clothes, and I have way more stuff than she. No, does. we're we're like we 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 put it on him, and we're like, ooh, that's kind of tight. Uh, well, it's gonna get you through today, buddy. Yeah. All right, there you go. I'll just yeah, I'll just you go. <laughs> That happens, and then it still doesn't. It it goes cycles a few more times before I realize. Yeah, it. probably. Yeah, <laughs> guilty as charged. Yeah, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. You know what? You got you guys clothes on. He's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Oh, that, definitely, especially when yeah. I'm I'm on Mondays, and if as long as they're out the door with clothes on, I, I won. So. Thank you. See, it's fine. He's he's a, who needs a jacket for school. <laughs> it's thirty degrees outside. <laughs> well, they come off the bus how, without coats anyway. Right? See, especially so what does it matter? Yeah. Makes them tougher. Yeah. I don't want to be tougher, but that'll be tougher. <laughs> uh, has he, has your son ever um, inadvertently been in one of your shots, or have you allowed him to be in one? No, of your shots? but I should have. Looking back on it, I really should have. Yeah. Um, I don't think he has been. Um, and now the opportunity's kind of passed. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was just building up the steam where there was one day where he was absolutely going to need to. I, it was just me and him at the house, uh-huh. and I had to be on the air. 
And so, of course, we, we put on TV and he was distracted and yeah. it was fine. But I was like, why didn't I just let him come on TV? He'd, you know why? Because he would have reached over to the laptop, hit like the escape button. It would <laughs> power down the whole thing is what would have happened. That would have been my luck. I, I wasn't sure if you were at, at in your position where you could make that call yourself, or, or is that something you'd be like, "Hey, by the way, this is happening." Today. No, I've got pretty. No, I've got pretty free reign. Yeah. I could, oh yeah, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know you're I, such a big shot over there. No, no I'm I, not. No, I'm not. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> but, you, but you, don't you ever heard of, it? You ever heard of ask for forgiveness? Yeah. yeah you, okay. just, you just do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's four. Uh, he's a four year old kid. Like uh, uh, people are gonna love him. So oh, I didn't. Definitely. I didn't want him to show me up. Well, well, my daughter and my son come on this podcast every once in a while. Yeah. Um, at every. My daughter loves it. She calls it she calls it the princess pod when she's on here. Oh. Um, but she, I'll put it on the end of episodes, um, and we'll talk for five, five, ten minutes about um, serious stuff for her. <laughs> <laughs> about what color she got at school today? What, you know. That, okay, what what grade is she in then? She is in kindergarten. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's still fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She loves it. You my, don't have homework yet. No, even my son. My son doesn't have very much, and when he does, it's I got to. I have to read, you know. So it's he. We just got to make sure he's reading, sure. or some math problems or whatever. But um, how's Common Core? You know what? I was just talking about that with somebody at work, and I've been out of school for so long, and math. I was horrible with math. So when he <laughs> asked me, like, um, "Can you help me with my math?" or "Can you check this?" I have to go back through the pages, and I'm assuming it's Common Core. But I don't know any different, so I just learn how he did it, and I look at his and go, "Oh yeah, you did it right." So, Perfect. So, so to me, it's 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 like new to me, but but um, it's not like uh, you know some parents complain about it a lot. I, I it, it says how to do it. He did it that way. I don't see the issue. This <laughs> you know will I mean? this this will truly reveal how big of a nerd that I am. Obviously, for <laughs> meteorology, I had to take a ton of math. Yeah, I didn't excel at math. Fair warning, I okay. did not excel at math. But my mother-in-law is a teacher. She lives in Illinois, but she's a teacher. And she had a couple common core books about five years ago. She gave me, and I read through them (laughs) in preparation. I don't know what it was. I was like, okay, what's the big huss and fuss about this thing? And I read through it and I go, why didn't they teach me this way? Like, I I think I would have understood it better actually. So I don't know. Yeah. When they break it down a certain way, like I said, I was really bad at math. When they break it down, how they break it down in this book, you know, it makes total sense to me. Because we did a lot of memorizing, right? Yes. In school. Now the way that common core from reading the books, when you get to higher level math, it allows you to excel at higher level math. Uh, So when you think of the STEM and you think about all of that sort of thing, I think that's really what it's going for. Okay. So when people say, you know, all you have to do is, yeah, if you want to get the basics, but when you get to higher level math, that's, uh, but anyway, when you're I not, when you're not using your memory, you got to use these. Yeah. Once you get past, once you get, yeah, once you get past calc two, like things get easier again, but yeah, calc, you get up there. No, I'm not fun. I I barely made it past algebra two. I'm done. I was good. I, I had to take a preach. I had to take a soil science class when I got my my uh, associate's degree at Owens, and uh, that's about as much science as I wanted to do anymore. It's, I, I just I I, 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 I found one of my dynamic meteorology books would have been a senior level class in college, and you open the thing up, and I swear to you, it's Greek. I have really? I, I, the, I'm not joking. The <laughs> second page is literally an entire equation, and I'm just like, uh. how? How did I do this? Am I the same person? Right? Yeah. It's, if, so if anybody's asking out there, like meteorologists, like, no, we're really like, I don't know. We just made it. But like, <laughs> there's a lot smarter people out there. But yeah. So uh, how did you or when did you decide that you wanted to be a meteorologist? Um, It was probably about fourth grade. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, it was pretty early on. I saw, I saw the people on TV and I was like, yeah, that seems pretty cool. Yeah. Like the green screen, the weather, man, I just got amped up for storms as a kid. Yeah. Okay. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, we had a long driveway. I, I grew up in Bowling Green. We had like a 300-foot-long driveway. Jeez. I'd be out there every winter morning. Sho- I'd shovel by hand the whole driveway. Wow. Love that thing. I'd have my earbuds on. I'd be listening to K100 back in the day of Shores and Steel in the morning, <laughs> Mitch and Mary Beth in the morning for all the old school people out there. And uh, you'd wait for the delay list, right? The school yeah, closing and delays. Yeah. And it was alphabetical. And so Bowling Green was right So Benton yeah. Carroll Salem was my best friend because they were right ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> and and you'd be waiting, and then you hear you'd hear Benton Carroll Salem two hour delay, Danbury two hour. No, oh, come on. <laughs> well, they're gonna refresh in fifteen minutes. It'll be different in fifteen minutes. <laughs> no, right? those were the days. Kids yeah. nowadays are not gonna understand that. That was that was. It, or you'd wait for the scroll at the bottom yes. of the screen. Yep. It'd go from B 
to see and you, you just throw the remote. <laughs> I, I, uh, I went to school in Toledo. I went to a Catholic school in Toledo. And so we were tied to Toledo public schools and they never oh, closed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back in the they day, back in the day, closed. you never, uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, so we got every once in a while we saw a two-hour delay and maybe one closure in my eight years of school. That but was I, the other thing we could count on is if we were near the end of the alphabet, of course, you had to wait T Toledo at the very end. If you saw Toledo public close, we didn't have to look. Uh, wait for the, okay. Don't even wait for the B to come around. It's closed. Everything's shut down. Level, nowadays, level three everywhere. Yeah. Level, if TPS is closed, everything's closed. Like, just, mom, don't even go to work. Toledo Public's closed. Don't even, do, but it's a lot different nowadays. So, th- did you, was there anything at BG that, that could prepare you for being a meteorologist, or did you just did, did normal schooling, or was there any like clubs or anything like that? that like in do? the high school and yeah, everything? Yeah, yeah no. Um, I would, I would, I was what we like to call an average student okay. in high school. Yeah, no, I didn't do many. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I was very, I was a swimmer. So okay. I was very into swimming. Uh, that was, that was, that probably I, at the time I would, if I was being totally candid, was more important to me swimming mm-hmm. than the academic side oh, of yeah. stuff. Now I wanted to be a meteorologist and I knew what I had to do to, to be a meteorologist. I was going to have to go to college. I was going to have to do all that. Yeah. Uh, but man, I, I don't know, maybe it's just being a teenager and you're just really into your sport that you're doing at the time, but yeah, swimming, but, uh, no, we didn't have many clubs. Um, I got a C in public speaking, if that counts. <laughs> um, I also got a C in public speaking in college. So oh, wow. yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was on, I was on track, man, the whole time. Yeah. No question about it. I hated public speaking. I was so, Me too. Sh- I was so shy too in high school in grade school and high school. And it didn't, um, it didn't, it didn't come out until I started coaching football because then I had to like be more vocal. And sure. I, I took one class, uh, I took a public speaking class at Owens and, uh, it didn't go out, get off. It got off to a rough start when the very first day they go, uh, uh, Melcher, and I go here, and they go, Cindy. I go, No, that's my mom. And my mom was in my class. <laughs> <laughs> she just happened to be late to that day, but she was, I was like, late. You didn't notice her? No, she was late that day. And I, so it I runs in the family uh, then, yeah. <laughs> she's very good at public speaking and always has been. And eventually, it, eventually it kicked in, I think, because you have to do it. Well, you, you know do have I mean? a podcast now. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think you've come around all right. That's like yeah. a, that's like a, you know you just think back to all these funny things like uh, sixth grade. Uh, I got the uh, I, I didn't really try for it, but I got the lead in our big play, mm-hmm. and I, and I started to dawn on me. I'm like, oh my goodness, like I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I, there are a lot of people. It's a mistake. Un, no, but unknowns to me. It was it was about ancient Egypt and everything. My only job was to walk across the stage <laughs> and fall over dead. <laughs> I was like, I Perfect. can do this. Yes, yes I can do this. I was say with me. I was I was Joseph in uh, in a play. I went to a Catholic school. I was Joseph, and uh, say I had no speaking rules. I just stood there. We can so, do this. Yes, this is all right. Uh, so you get you get through high school barely, apparently. Uh, no, and uh, and you're not wrong. <laughs> When uh, wh- where'd you go to school? At, so college? I went to yeah. So I had to find a perfect mixture of schools because um, I wanted to still swim in college. Oh okay. Um, and I wanted to do the meteorology. And wait wait. So, so, well, let's yeah. go back to your swimming then. So, yeah. So you were uh, a really good swimmer. Like, like uh, yeah, I was I was pretty good. Yeah. Like did you go to like states and all that too? Yeah yeah yeah. Oh yep. so did you like how how well did you do at states? Um so I was on a relay sophomore year. We got uh I think like 14th, and then oh, I went okay. a couple individuals. My senior year got uh, the mid. Mid teens, so okay, right. like fourteenth, fifteenth, yeah. All right, yep. that's a, yeah. So doing uh, doing sports, and you said you you want to continue to swim and find yep. a, a college for meteorology. Yeah, um, was that difficult? Yeah, there's not many of them. Okay, unless you're gonna go like ba- well for meteorology and swimming, you could go to almost any Big Ten school. Okay, and that was pretty daunting. Like Big Ten's <laughs> real deal, man. Yeah. Like if you're gonna swim there, it's like. Well, we'll give you a two hundred dollar book scholarship if you want to come here, and uh, we're going to swim for seventeen hours a day. Oh. And I'm like, oh, like oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, like I'm not that good. This um, is like more like uh, recreational here. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, where can I go and get a lot of money to swim? And like, not no, no. So I did, I did go to a D one school, uh, Western Illinois University. Okay. Uh, is where I went. So they had a meteorology program. Um, got a nice scholarship to go there, obviously, which helped out a lot. Yeah. And. Uh, so yeah, I swam for uh, two years there. I got a couple. I won a couple events at conference and stuff there, so it was cool. Uh, but I, I figured out by sophomore year, like swimming's really fun. It's really cool, but like the meteorology is really where I want to be. That's where it's yeah. going to get me where I want to go in life. It's what I want to do. And swimming's fun, but I'm not going to be Michael Phelps. Yeah. Like uh, no matter what I do in two years, my swimming career is <laughs> over with. So yeah. And four thirty 
wake up calls, jumping into a cold pool is getting kind of old. <laughs> did you have Did you have crazy diets? Like I, I know it, it would always yeah. come up. Like uh, Michael Phelps, especially, he would talk about how many calories. You, he eats dude, you could eat whatever you want. So in high school, we in biology class. Uh, at that time, we were doing two a day practices, and you do it for like five months, two a day practices. Wow. Um, and so um, we calculated our calorie intake. It was one of the things that we did. And I was eating a little over 6,000 calories a day, and I, I wasn't gaining any weight. So you, you could eat whatever whatever you want. In college, uh, in the dorms, this was always a fun one, uh, they had uh, people there that would make omelets for you. So, so they, would, they would make an omelet, and, and while you're waiting for the omelet to get made, we'd walk over to the waffle maker. <laughs> And you just sit there and you'd scarf down a whole waffle and then come back and then you'd eat an omelet and then you'd drink like four glasses of, you know, wow. chocolate milk and everything. Dude, you just, you went to town. Yeah. You just went to town. That's, yeah. I have a, a fat kid plan. <laughs> I have a buddy who, who teaches or who coaches swimming in Michigan and he said the same thing. Like he likes to do it for a workout because mm-hmm. people don't realize how much of a workout it is because you're not sweating. You're like, you don't, yeah. because you're in water. So that's the worst part. When you get to like a high enough level where, you're like working really, really, really hard. What do you do if you're out, if you're running and you're really, really, really hot? You squirt water <laughs> yeah, on yourself, yeah. right? When you're in the water and you're really, really hot, uh, what are you supposed to do? Like there's another, so, so yeah, there's not much you could do. Like you run out the doors and dive in the snow. That's about all you could do to cool off. And I was, and I was silly enough um, that I did all the distance events. Oh, wow. So the 500, the mile, which takes like 17 <laughs> minutes to swim. Come on. What are you doing here, people? So, uh, But that was your jam, crazy. man. That, that's what you liked. Apparently. It was. It, it really was. I, I thrived. I loved it. But um, but then, but you gave it up in, or, in, in order to pursue being on camera. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> did, know. Did what, you, I was yeah. saying, did you know that, hey, I want to be on camera or I want to do radio yeah. or I want to do like... Most people say I have a face for radio (laughs) or podcast. No offense. (laughs) But um, when I first, like, if, you know, elementary school, high school, it was all about being on television Mm -hmm. and and the meteorology. I love both sides of it. Uh, When I got into college, I started to do more of the academics, especially when I got done with swimming. And uh, we did have a club there, Severe Weather Club is what, oh, wow. what the name was. It was super cool. We, we were not storm chasing. It was yeah. awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, um, and I can tell you some storm chasing stories that are pretty yeah, cool. But, yeah. But um, I, there was a time in there where I was so into like the physics and the calculus. You know, mm. every day you just had to be into it. That I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll do the academic side of this thing. Mm. Maybe, maybe that's what I'll do. Um, I tried out for... Um, uh, the television station at the college, mm-hmm. and I, I'm telling you, like the, calling it a television station is a very generous name. Okay, uh, our green screen was a plywood board that was spray painted green, <laughs> and for people to use my graphics, it was a PowerPoint presentation, and I had to wiggle my hand a certain direction so the person in the back hit the spacebar button. <laughs> Dang. So, so calling this a studio was very generous hey, at the time, hey, but it worked. You all got to start somewhere. We're in my garage right now. You're sitting right in front of my grill. So that's <laughs> we all, true. We all got to start somewhere. That's true. <laughs> I can make you another one of these green screens if you're looking for it. All right, I'll do that. Pro bono. It's fine. I'll do it. But uh, it's fine. But but I tried out my sophomore going into junior year. Yeah. And I didn't make it. Oh man. So I'm sitting here. I'm like, holy. Crap, I'm going to be a junior in college. I want to be a meteorologist on TV. I didn't make the television station that has a plywood green screen. I'm going to have to do something with my life here. So uh, I buckled down a little bit more. uh, By my junior year going into uh, senior year, I was coming back to BG for the summer, and I reached out to to Channel 11 and Robert Shields, and Mm -hmm. I said, hey, I want to do an internship if you got anything available. I'm very fortunate that they did. Wow, yeah. Uh, So I did that for a summer, and that – that changed everything. Really, everything for the trajectory of really my adult life. Yeah, it, just it, learning more about the everything. As, as I would say, as far as like just having a job or just like yeah. actually getting in the the real deal of this, and it's it's you're like, wow, this is way more than I thought, but this is awesome. Uh, getting to know the real deal of it because yeah. I got to work with a real graphic system, okay. which I found out that's what I love to do. Actually, was building the graphics oh, really okay. fun. So it's there's three dimensions to it, and and it was just the time when that was starting to to come online. So uh-huh. I thought that aspect of it was really cool. It's not just all numbers. There's yeah. there's graphics and digital side that I really liked. Um, 
it was getting up in front of a real green screen and getting real feedback from somebody who's been doing it for, you know, 15, uh, 20 okay. years at that time. Yeah. That was really important. Um, I said the word um about every four words yeah. during that internship when I was trying to do it. And so just growing as a public speaker did so much for me. And so um, uh, the next year, obviously, tried out, and then I got to be on the, the college TV station. By that point, it was honestly just the growth in like six months internships are so important yeah just crazy how important that was for me yeah and in in any industry yeah. those are awesome i i did one for the green industry I, I i had an internship at a landscape company i did i had no experience i went to this job fair got an internship and um i learned so much so much stuff just in this in my first summer there so awesome. my dad works out at North Branch Nursery. I love that place. Yeah. That's my, that's my, I go there on the weekends. I'll take my family there just to look at stuff. Like okay. Well, so look for the tall, gangly, gumby looking guy. That's my dad. <laughs> okay. Because I'm a tall, gangly, gumby looking guy. So I'm just like him. But uh, I worked out there for two summers and I learned very quickly that's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> Turns out I respect the heck out of people, construction workers, manual labor. I really do. They're underappreciated because it's not it's not for me. And, and you know what? And I learned what I didn't want to do. Yeah, and nurseries are a different beast because for <sighs> me, what I like about my job is the from day to day, it's just different stuff. And there, it's the same stuff. You might be moving different plants, yeah. but it's the same stuff over and over. Um, but uh, and I don't know if you worked the nursery part, if you did the landscape wholesale, part. wholesale, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I as far as far as I'm concerned, in my in the green industry, it's just being able to do such different things all the time. Yes, and and I'm assuming your job the same way. It's not like it's sunny and eighty every day. You no. still got and you still got to you know forecast all these things. You know, and uh, <laughs> that's one question. How many tweets do you get? Like, hey, you got it wrong. <laughs> How often does that happen? Well, I, there's a there's a really magical button called mute on Twitter. <laughs> So you know what? It's over the years it's become progressively less and less. <laughs> wow. I love it. I love it. So many people go, "Are you going to block that person?" I go, "No, I'm going to hit the mute button because I look like the bigger person, but really I just can't see what they're saying." Yeah. So I can't yeah. respond to them, but I'm not going to give them the satisfaction of blocking them. You know, somebody <laughs> I forget what I was a listening trick to. trick out a, there for you people. Yeah, I was listening to a comedy podcast and they said you can um if you if you instead of blocking someone, you can for you can force an unfollow. So you you unfollow them or something. I can't remember, and but they don't know that they're not following you anymore. So really, I forget how that works. Um, the guy a guy explained it a little bit better than I did. Um, I was working, so I wasn't paying too much attention. But he yeah he it's it's a way of basically blocking somebody without them. No knowing. no 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 no. Because if I cause them so much unsatisfaction that they feel the need to like angry tweet at me. <laughs> I want them to still see what I have to say. <laughs> all right, all right. I don't care Forget what they it. have to say. I'll yeah, mute them. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I and and for fair warning, I can take criticism. And yeah. I say I say this a lot on my Facebook page because obviously I get lots of some hate mail on there from time to time. Mm -hmm. I enjoy a good weather insult. I think it's great. Um, just don't be the boring old fart guy in the grocery store <laughs> who goes, "Hey, is it going to rain today?" Like, don't. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Come on. Be better than that. Or be yeah. like, must be nice to get paid to be wrong 50% oh of the time. Gosh. Come on. I get tired just, of that. Just be better than that. Come on. Hit me so where like it hurts. One, Come on. Yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate it. I'll see I if really I can, do. I'll see if I can tweet at you. Know, you want to know one of the – who listens to this podcast? I don't think there's any bad words I'm about to say. But anyway, so, no. so, so uh, one phone call I got. This was in 20 – I want to say probably 2012. So mm -hmm. I'd only been at the station for about a year. Uh, there was a tornado warning, and our station policy is if there's a tornado warning in our viewing area, we go on the air. Mm -hmm. It's what we – you'd want – even if it doesn't cover your house, it's what we do. Yeah. All right? Because we have, we, we have to do it. And it just so happened it was when Tiger Woods was about to win a golf tournament <laughs> on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon – He's strolling up the 18th, and it's like, uh, well, I could wait five minutes or somebody's house could get destroyed. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go on the – But so, <laughs> oh, we got called. So there's a couple things that I can't say here that I yeah. got called. But one of them that I thought was the best insult that anybody has ever given to me, they said, tell that illegitimate child of Herman Munster to get <laughs> off my television screen. Oh, my God. And that was great. <laughs> You're not even mad. No. Yeah. That is one of the most, I wanted to call that person back and shake their hand through uh. the phone. I thought that was fantastic. 
That was great. And that's, you know, and and people in and every job. And yes, there are people googling I, the picture of what my yeah. face looks like. That, yes, it's it's spot on. Yes. People in every job need to have some some sense of that, right? Some sense of humility, some sense of there's somebody going to be upset, you know, but let's uh let's try to find the best way around that. We're right? not under any illusions that we are going to predict the future right every single time. Yeah. If that's what you're coming for, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> All right, sorry. Turns out, as I like to say, turns out predicting the future is pretty hard. Yeah. Like, wow, who knew? Um, so you just try to own it. You, yeah. you got to own it and do better next time. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a Rolodex at the, sta- at the station. I have a Rolodex. When I really mess up a forecast, even sometimes you guys won't notice, but it's a temperature forecast or okay. something, I will write down the date, what I did wrong, how I could do it better next time, and what to identify in the weather pattern that I'll do better next time. Yeah. See, you just do better next time. Yeah. Everybody yeah. screws up. It's I mean, all right. Just I, do better. Yeah. And that's everyone always says, you know, and this always comes up with a, a sports officiating. Like, they're not going to be perfect either. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just lay off it a little bit. I think that I think I think it's so crazy, and and obviously uh, Grant's only four years old now, so we're not into the sports and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. man, I hope that parents get a lot better over the years, and and stop yelling and doing yeah. all that stuff. That you see on TV, it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And we're gonna we're gonna run out of sports officials, especially youth sports officials, because nobody. nobody Why would wants you sit there it? and take that? Yeah, I I'm an, I'm the director of umpires for here in Perrysburg, and I have kids uh, as young as 13 that do these games. And I always let them know, like, if there's an issue, a parent issue, or a coach issue, you mm-hmm. gotta let me know because I gotta, I gotta, we gotta nip this in the bud right away. Sure. And they're and they're kids; they're 13 years old, and parents will still get get. It's on crazy. It's like just let them. What do you so? What, what do you do? Like, can you suspend the parent like they can't come, sort of thing? Or how do you how do you start? What I, what that? I normally do, if it's a coach, I'll, I'll just let the coach know, like, hey, they're kids, you know, let's not do this. I understand there was an issue, but you're a coach. If you have a problem, I I instruct my umpires that you can call time that they they can talk to you about it. Yeah. And then if if the decision is made either way, then everyone just parts their ways. You know, don't don't harp on it. If it's a parent, and I know a parent's doing it, I I still go to the coach and say. There's an issue with your parent and one of my umpires. Uh, can you please talk to that parent? Um, it, for me, and I've coached enough too, where if it's my fans, I'm going to control my sure. fans, right? Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what I try to do. I put it on the coach to say, hey, coach. Um, well, and they've got a relationship parents. with those people yes. too, so that helps out, obviously. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the easiest way to do it. You never want to directly you know like well, you, you, it's you, 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 you want to de-escalate the situation obviously yeah and if and like you said they have a relationship it's a little easier for them to like hey knock it off you know please you know we'll just do better that's tough though that's tough it is it's, it's a hard thing and one thing i've said before i think i've said it here is i wish every parent could coach a sport at some point in their child's life mm-hmm. even if it's six-year-old t-ball because it, it shows like you know how much work goes into it and what your co- your kids coaches do and have to do it, it, and and that way it just le- it alleviates some of that pressure like oh i know i did that one time you know and not only that but i mean to show the kids you're not going to get the call right every time and you know what maybe the call didn't go your way big whoop <laughs> yeah i got news for you if a call did go your way and it benefited you were you out there screaming <laughs> saying no, 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 I should have been out. Yeah. I should have been out. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Hey, I, I, I want to hear some of those. Uh, I turned it around on you there. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. No, I love that part of it. You yeah. know, that's, I think as this podcast matures and, and goes forward, that's what it's going to be more. I always say I see why you brought me on early but... then now. <laughs> if it's going to mature, I'm glad you had me on early. <laughs> you really don't want to go see Jordan Strickland. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He might be too, too, uh, too fancy to come over here and sit in this garage. I think your mics are set up too high. You're going to have to put oh, them down a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I want to hear some of those uh, storm chasing stories. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I definitely teased you on that, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was super cool. So go uh, Also, let me know if you got to skate out of here or whatever, you know, too. Oh, uh, whatever. Grant's, Grant's asleep now. I'm good, oh, okay. I'm, good, I'm good till 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, You're the one in trouble, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids are going to come barging in here. <laughs> Here for two hours with no, the weatherman. No, I'm, I'm good. They're uh, they're going to bed right now. Are no, you, they're actually knocking are, at the door. Are they? They're waving at you. Are they? Yeah. Look, there's oh, a little they, hand. They are. <laughs> they're, they're going to bed right now. Yep. See you guys. <laughs> That's funny. Wow, what great timing. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. These uh Oh, storm, storm chasing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I've always have you ever seen a tornado anything? 
Um, I have not. As a kid, you always think like, "Ooh, that looks like a funnel cloud." Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, but, we get those as well. We get those as adults too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I have not. No. Yeah, I saw my first tornado actually here in Perrysburg. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my dad was living at the uh, Perry Apartments right down here by Kroger, the, oh, yes. where the the pond is right up here, and um, it was I could tell you the exact exact day. It was uh, January tenth, nineteen ninety two. Uh, actually, was the biggest tornado day in Ohio history. But uh, oh, wow. tornado went right by the mosque there, took out a barn and everything. And we were sitting at the the front porch. We knew there was a tornado. You know, there's a tornado warning. So what does your dad naturally do? He takes <laughs> you and your two brothers to go outside and go try to find it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, scared me to death. Like oh, uh, I was ter- so I was terrified of weather. Yeah. I hated. I hated it. Like. Through probably first grade, I'd go run okay. and hide. Like, I hated it. I was, I, I was going to say, you, scared to death. You said it. you liked it, but there yeah, was yeah, a yeah. shift at some point, right? Yeah, it right. turned into a curiosity. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, by fourth grade, it was like, cool, let's go chase tornadoes. But uh, so I, that was the only experience with like real storm chasing I ever did. Um, in high school, I thought it'd be cool. Senior year, uh, went out and like, we had no idea what we were. Oh my goodness, we had no idea. I don't know how we didn't kill ourselves trying to go find stupid stuff in storms. Northwest Ohio storms are not ones to chase, but you know we'd stand outside and like a lightning bolt would hit like across the field. You'd be blinded for ten. You're like, what am I doing? So anyway, you think you're smarter than you are. You're invincible at that age, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, the coolest, the coolest storm chasing story I have. I've seen about six tornadoes in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them were basically all of them except for that one was when I was in college, uh, but. Um, I was, uh, I guess this one was when I was just out of college. I just started my first job in Quincy, Illinois, way out on the Mississippi River. And the setup was looking really ripe in Oklahoma. The next day, this was a Sunday night, so a Monday, the setup was looking really good. And that was my day off at the time, was Monday, for mm-hmm. storms in Oklahoma. And my buddy was coming down from Wisconsin, and uh, he said, you want to come with me? And I was like, let me look at the weather charts, because I was working until 10 o'clock that night. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this looks really, like, this looks really, really good. Like, storms in Oklahoma are the real deal. Yeah. And so uh, he goes, well, if you can get to Kansas City by uh, 7.30 in the morning, um, you, can, you can hop in our car and let's make it happen. Yeah. And so uh, I went right before I went to bed, I looked at the charts, and I go, oh, man. So I set an alarm for two hours later, woke up. <laughs> Drove to Kansas City and I'm like this this I hope this thing happens yeah. I really hope this thing happens so meet up with them and boy ripe conditions super ripe conditions in northern Oklahoma and it was going to be like one o'clock in the afternoon so we we hit the road early we uh, we hit the spot uh, this is not the way it happens usually in storm chasing where we we drove to the spot where we thought storms were going to happen uh-huh. and it was perfectly clear sky day. And then when we got to that spot, like the cloud started bubbling and the storm happened within like 60 minutes. Oh, wow. Like that doesn't happen in yeah. storm chasing. Like usually you're going all around the place and eating gas station burritos and trying to get it all to happen. And, and so. Is it like the movie Twister? Uh, in some ways, yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you're, you're on the road a lot. Um, God, I love that movie. That's, that's a, one of that's my favorite great, movies. That's a great movie. And let me tell you, movies. meteorologists love that really? movie. Really? Oh, we okay. love that movie. All yeah, right. it's, 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 it's one of those where. Uh, there's so many things that are wrong, but you just love the movie. It's just so good. Anything stronger than an F4? What would that be like? F5. What's that like? Finger of God. <laughs> like, oh, it's so good. Like, love that movie. Food. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Uh, so we're out there, and actually, the town that we were sat up next to was Wakita, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That's the town where Aunt Meg lives in <laughs> Twister. <laughs> Can you not? Wow. It's a real town in Oklahoma. Wow. Now, uh, it's bigger in the movie Twister than it is in real life. Fair warning. <laughs> yeah. There's there's less houses. But uh, so Well, that tornado took them all out. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Aunt Meg. <laughs> Go back in and get the dog. <laughs> then the whole house collapses. <laughs> Whatever. So they um, uh, we, we got to the storm, and it started bubbling up, and I'm looking off to the southwest. The storm's coming at us at about 60 miles an hour. These things were just going to be racing that day, and we see a little funnel come down, and we're just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. let's make this thing happen. The thing goes back up into the cloud. The storm was cycling, so it, it gave it a chance, or it gave it a run, and then it kind of had to reorganize for just a few minutes, and then it came back down. So this sucker... You just saw this bowl shape come out of the clouds, and the whole thing is spinning faster wow. than you've ever seen clouds spinning your whole life. And we were really stuck in a, uh, an interesting situation. So in storm chasing, road options are everything. You obviously yeah. want to be able to bail out. Mm-hmm. So we were getting scanner reports to the north of us. Uh, that's the heart of the storm, that there was softball size hail. Wow. 
You don't, <laughs> you don't yeah, right. let's not let's not go up there. That's all right. We're, we're yeah. driving a minivan around. We're driving my buddy's <laughs> minivan. All right. Uh, you could you could bail out to the west, but they were dealing with ninety mile an hour winds that way, straight line winds on the backside of the storm. Okay. It's like all right. Well, we're not going to go there. You could try to go to the east, but then this storm would be chasing you because it was basically paralleling oh, this road. Okay. Or the last thing we could do is dive south, get out of the way of the storm, but then we would probably not see the tornado if it happened okay. just by the dynamics of the storm. And so we did the smartest thing, which was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we just sat there. Was that because nobody wanted to make a decision or was that the decision? So my buddies were more experienced storm chasing at the time okay. and they wanted to sell their footage. Uh, so if you can get into what's called the bear's cage... <laughs> Sounds fun, right? Of a storm? The bear's cage. You're in a very, very small geographic area where there's gorilla sized hail to the north of you, incredible (laughs) winds to the west of you, and a tornado right in front of you. And so you've got to move with the storm. If you go too slow or go too fast, you're going to bump into something that you don't want to bump into, basically. And you've got probably a quarter to a half mile cushion any direction, or you're donezos. Yeah. And, um, so we hit this thing perfect. Tornado came down right on the road to the east of us. So the tornado is backlit. So anybody out there who knows anything about photography, if you t- if, anybody who's done Zoom, if you've done a Zoom in front of a window, you notice how cruddy you've oh, looked? Because yeah. the light is all behind you. But for a tornado, it looks fantastic. Oh, so bet. it looks yeah. great. So you get the best lighting possible. Um, so we follow this thing. It turns into an EF3 tornado. It dances around. It was it was crazy multi vortex tornado took out power lines in front of us like it was awesome wow. we were like we were like a quarter to a half mile away from this thing it was <laughs> wicked so <laughs> awesome unfortunately the thing kind of wrapped up pretty quick got into the rain and so we're driving down this road and i'm sitting in this minivan and i turn around and i see something i'd never seen before in my life and that is missiles hitting the ground and shattering like these what? small like I would almost say softball-sized missiles hitting the ground and shattering. And it took about a half second for me to realize, holy, (laughs) that's hail. Like, that's hail. These are like, it looked like something from Armageddon, like when the the asteroid comes into the atmosphere, and they just shattered on impact. And I'm like, we're going to have to go a lot faster, guys. Like, a lot faster, (laughs) a lot, a lot, a lot faster. So it's like Jeff Goldblum in the back of the, at Jurassic Park. We're, we're just getting chased. <laughs> gonna need to go a lot faster yeah, here. Yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. So all of a sudden those missiles start hitting in front of the car. So oh. we're in this thing. And I realize those 90 mile an hour winds wrapped up. So we're getting 90 mile an hour softballs thrown into the side <laughs> of our car. We lost four windows from that oh. thing. It was awesome. Like oh it was my. sweet. <laughs> um, we, uh, we were driving, and telephone poles were falling down beside us. That's how strong the winds were. And um, some of the ice balls, we have this on footage, uh, where the ice was so cold, it actually came down. Some of those ice chunks, hail balls, hit the asphalt, bounced off the asphalt and over our car. So that's how strong <laughs> these ice chunks were. Like, they were next to were, Gosh. So if you ever go storm chasing, one, don't recommend it unless you know what you're doing. But two... Always take your friend's car. Yeah, definitely. Don't take your definitely. car. So, so we oh, naturally man. went to Walmart, bought a tarp, taped it up, and kept storm chasing that day. Well, yeah, what, what does it matter now? Your car is destroyed. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 that's all right. We didn't see anything else, unfortunately. But, yeah, we got our footage. We got our footage on uh, on CNN and uh, Fox News, like the, all the more, oh, Good Morning wow, America, yeah. all the morning, which I was one year out of college. That was the coolest thing in yeah. the whole world. Like, that was sweet. Um, and I hadn't told my mom, who lives back here in Ohio, uh, that we were going storm chasing. You know how mom, mom's Oh, yeah. Day. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and she called me the next morning at like 8 a.m. And she's like, so what'd you do yesterday? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't know. And I had driven home all the way to Illinois that night. And she goes, that's funny because I heard your voice on Good Morning America oh, in no. the background <laughs> She's like, don't tell me you were that close to it. I'm like, ooh, yeah. Hey, hey, it was my off day. (laughs) Man. Well, you know what, Ryan? I I do have more questions, but that's such a perfect way to end this podcast. That story is awesome. Um, definitely have you come back on. Is this like your longest podcast? No, actually. Oh, good. No, no. This is about. I was, this I was is worried about, I was eating up all your, no, your bandwidth. <laughs> no, this, no. This, like I said, there's more things I want to. Um, I, I will have you come back on because I want to talk about more of. Um, I'm interested in like the science of, of storms yeah. and how you can predict oh, all yeah. that stuff. Um, but 
yeah, that that story is too good to go into more nerdy stuff. So <laughs> let's call it let's call it Geek Out Edition Two next time around. Yes, yes, yeah, I'd love uh, that. That'd and, be fun. And before I go, before we go, uh, is there a website for the Wood County yeah, yeah, Place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Wood County Place. So if you go to the website wcplays.org, so okay. stands for Wood County wcplays.org, and we've got uh, renderings on there. Uh, we've got. All of our awesome business sponsors and that sort of thing on there as well. And if people uh, feel compelled to donate, we're still taking donations for the playground as well. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to put it in the show notes so people cool. can click on it. Um, man, that was awesome. Thanks again for coming. Uh, it was... Uh, it was. I don't know what to expect, but that was great. So Me either. This was you. fun. Let's thanks. do it again. Yeah. Thanks again to my guest meteorologist, Ryan Weekman for coming on the podcast today. What a great guy. He had some, some great stories. Um, and, and again, check out the show notes for the Wood County Plays. Uh, check out the renderings of the, the brand new park coming to Perrysburg Rotary, Rotary Park. Um, and uh, maybe you can uh, help out there. Thanks to Jake Peluski at Real JP Multimedia for producing this podcast. And he makes the music for this podcast. Thanks to Melanie at Cuttlefish Graphics for the logo. Thanks to Jackie Durrup at the Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab for the poster and the stickers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.